to the VitaFoods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the latest science and innovation, helping the global health and nutrition industry connect, develop, and progress. Today's host is Heather Granato, Vice President of Content. Around the world, probiotic sales are growing and consumers are seeking products to support their microbiome and enhance immune resilience. Well, perhaps not everywhere around the world, as the most recent nutrition business journal Global Supplement Report found probiotic sales were losing steam in Europe, due in part to consumer fatigue and certainly the continued challenge of EFSA's reluctance to approve any claims related to probiotics. However, there may be positive news on the horizon for companies seeking to communicate the health benefits of their probiotic-containing products. I spoke with David Pineda Ereno, founder of DPE International Consulting, who has more than 14 years of experience providing strategic and regulatory advice to companies, trade associations, and government bodies in the food, nutrition, and health industry globally. David has consulted with the International Probiotics Association for several years and has a unique perspective into the complex and changing landscape of probiotic regulations across Europe. We first looked at the broad landscape on probiotics from EFSA and the European Commission. As you know, Heather, probiotics in the Euro markets are broadly marketed. However, when it comes to communicating about probiotics containing food and food supplements, Currently, the EU legislation doesn't specify any specific labeling provisions. However, the EU regulation on nutrition and health claims requires that claims that are used in food and food supplements need to be approved prior to their use. Currently, the South European Food Safety Authority has not approved or provided positive opinion in relation to the dossiers as required to use health claim in relation to products as such. However, there is one health claim that has been approved in relation to life cultures in yogurt and fermented milk, which links with improving lactose digestion. What does that mean then for companies that are looking to market finished products that contain probiotics? What does that impact what they put on their labels or even in their marketing materials? Due to the fact that EFSA has not provided positive opinion in relation to use uh, health claims for probiotics as such, in food and food supplements. As a result of it, the European Commission considered it to be an authorized health claim. So this interpretation of the European Commission has been followed by many European member states, so not allowing the use of the term probiotic on the label. However, yes, indeed, the name of the specific microorganism can be used and included in list of ingredients. The opportunities for using probiotics or marketing probiotics in Europe are very broad. The European consumer is very familiar with the benefits of probiotics. This has been even more evident during the pandemic, where we can see that the sales of probiotics are increasing. So what then would be the potential for CPG companies in Europe who are interested in getting into the digestive health space, for example, with products that include probiotics? As I said, the European consumers are obviously very familiar with the benefits of probiotics. They are increasingly using them. Of course, what we are seeing at the same time is that there's an increased number of member states that are shifting towards a very positive approach towards the use of the term probiotics. During the pandemic, we have seen that consumers are consuming more and more probiotics, and we can see that many of them are being marketed 
with such term. And this is a very positive approach or a positive trend in relation to easier consumer understanding of royalties. Well, let's dive into that a little bit. What changes are you seeing in terms of individual countries in Europe making changes to what could be said about probiotics on product packaging or in marketing? Already in Italy and also Czech Republic have been allowing the use of the term probiotic. In fact, Italy, in addition, is in a unique situation in Europe, which also allows the use of claim in relation that it promotes the balance of the intestinal flora, which is very important. So there is obviously a very important opportunity for companies looking at Italian market. But more recently now, we see countries like Spain have published a formal position allowing the use of the term probiotic in food and food supplements, applying the European principle of mutual recognition. Also, Denmark and the Netherlands have published as well formal position allowing the use of the term priorex in the case of Denmark specifically only in food supplements. But in addition, other countries like Malta, Bulgaria, Greece, although not formally, but understand that they also permitting the use of the term priorex in products. And we see also in other markets like France or Belgium, products in the market with using as well the term priorex in their labels. That's very exciting. What do you expect to see then in 2022 in terms of changes maybe at a bigger level, whether through EFSA or even Codex related to probiotics? Well, Denmark, when publishing their um, opinion and positive approach to the use of the term probiotic, they also requested formally the European Commission to clarify its views, considering that things are changing, the consumer understanding of term probiotics has been increasing, and due to the current pandemic and the situation with increased consumption and understanding of products, it would be expected for the Commission to come up with a statement. However, the indications have been provided by the Commission more recently do not seem that it is a priority for them to come out with a statement, but we shall see what the coming months will bring. On the other hand, at international level, there is a proposal for developing codex guidelines on the use of products as an ingredient in food and food supplements. And indeed, it is expected that in the second half of this year, that a decision to be taken in relation to this proposal for new work, which would mean to develop internationally harmonized guidelines on the term probiotics. So to wrap up, how important is it that companies work really collaboratively, potentially through associations like IPA or other ways of uh, connecting to really push for change in the market? It is essential. I believe that the priority sector come together around an international politics association, which is doing a terrific job endorsing and promoting responsible regulations based on science and promoting, therefore, the presence of high-quality products containing products in the markets across the globe. Fantastic. Well, David, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to speak to you, and uh, I hope uh, to have uh, more opportunities in the future. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to check the show notes that will allow you to link to the information discussed in today's podcast, as well as any sponsorship opportunities. Be sure to stay tuned, subscribe, and even suggest to a friend.